Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. So as I mentioned last week, Kara, we added a new family member to our ranks. Yes! We got a new puppy. I guess you could still call him a puppy. Yeah. He's eight months old. Oh. I kind of have a hard time thinking of him as a puppy because he weighs about 50 pounds. Oh, yeah, that's a big puppy. So he's <laughs> a large puppy. Yeah. And he's also very energetic. He's a Weimaraner. Oh, yeah. Which, if you know anything about them, apparently they're known for being pretty high energy. Uh-huh. Which is good. That's what we wanted. Yeah. But uh, I learned very quickly today that just because it's pouring rain outside uh-huh. doesn't mean the dog's enthusiasm for getting out there and going for a walk <laughs> are going to be dampened at all. Oh, no. He still had a very strong desire to go for a walk, so uh-huh. threw on the rain jacket, <laughs> took a very wet walk with the dog Okay, that he seemed to enjoy very much. That's good. I think there's probably like a metaphor for life yeah. in there somewhere uh-huh. about not letting a rainy Monday... <laughs> You know, dampen your spirits. Yep. Just just like an eighth-month-old puppy. Yeah. There's a million and one streaming services now with nearly everything you could imagine to watch. But you remember there was something nice and a little nostalgic about going to the actual video store to rent something, right? At least that's what my experience was. I loved it. Well, you might have a chance to relive that. The last blockbuster located in Bend, Oregon will host a nostalgic night for a winner of their contest they're doing in partnership with Big Potato Games. One lucky winner and up to four of their coolest pals will get a chance to travel to the Beaver State and spend a night at the last surviving movie rental store, according to a press release by Big Potato Games. The winner and their traveling party will be given three grand to cover flights and accommodation, and they'll be hosted out there on November 12th from 7 to midnight. So here's the question, though. Let's say you win this contest. What movie are you putting on? For me, I would go with one of either the classic Star Wars movies, you know, four, five, and six, or something like Back to the Future, something nostalgic and fun. Hey, Zoe here, hanging out with you on Real FM. And like with any major holiday, companies decide to cash in on that season or use it as inspiration, right? Something like that. And Starbucks has definitely been inspired by Halloween. There are allegedly 15 Halloween Starbucks drinks. But I dug a little bit deeper, and I don't think it's Starbucks that's inspired by Halloween. I think it's creative Starbucks frequenters that come up with these drinks. The Frappula, the Wolfman Frappuccino, the Beetlejuice Frappe, the Witch's Hat. None of these are listed on the Starbucks website menu, and when you read about these drinks, they're included with instructions on how to order them meaning you have to ask a poor barista to add things to your order in order to make it into a frappula or a witch's hat. So part of me thinks this is really cool, very on trend with people doing those secret menu hacks and stuff like that, all a part of that customization of ordering food. But the other half of me who worked as a barista is terrified of this. But I also really want to try the Wolfman Frappuccino. It sounds really good. Anson, do you remember growing up the Beanie Baby craze? Oh, yes. (laughs) There was this item like we all collected and we were convinced while we were told was going to be worth, you know, thousands of dollars someday. Right. And it never happened. It's true. (laughs) Pretty sure there's still like a Rubbermaid tote of those in my mom's attic (laughs) of mine. Worth 
dollars and yeah, dollars. Dollars and cents, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, sometimes this does happen. And so it makes me want to like start hoarding things <laughs> because an unopened first generation iPhone. Now that's been a long time. Okay. Recently sold in an auction for more than 50 times its original price. Wow, nice. This 15 year old device, it started off with a bid of $2,800. And it sold for $39,000. Okay, not too shabby. I, I don't understand, though, because, like, <laughs> I mean, I've been needing to upgrade my phone for a while. I'm like, hey, I got a great iPhone 7 yeah, if anybody wants way it. Way newer than it's that. It's like a relic now. <laughs> I love this a lot. Jimmy Fallon asked people to ruin horror movies by adding a single word to the titles. Kind of take the scary out of the scary movies. Um, some of my favorites from this list that made the internet. The Hills Have Googly Eyes. That's great. Seesaw. Amazing. Silence of the Lamb Chops. Added the word. <laughs> I love that. Silence of the Lamb Chops. Maybe that's, they're so good you're not talking anymore, right? And then uh, I apologize in advance to all parents for this one. Um, Rosemary's Baby Shark. Do, 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 baby Shark. I think that violates the one word rule, but in an amazing way. We all know the power of words. Words have the power to tear us down and they have the power to build us up and it's what makes communication so important. And I like to think that because I'm a communication major, I'm like super good at it. But it turns out, not so much, especially in the interpersonal aspect of my communication. It's really hurt my pride realizing I'm not good at the thing I'm supposed to be good at, right? But more importantly, I don't like that I've hurt people with my words and I'm not careful with how I communicate. And so I've been really wrestling with that. You know, how do I communicate better? How do I build people up? How do I say what I actually mean instead of the first thing that pops in my head, which is, you know, very poorly thought out and full of emotion. And as I've been wrestling with this, trying to come up with a solution, I noticed that, you know, this is a complicated human problem. And it's not just something I do, this is something a lot of us do, and a lot of us struggle with it. A lot. <laughs> and it, there is no easy solution. There are things that I should do to help, you know, thinking before I speak, really asking myself, what do I actually mean? What do I actually need to say? Like, those are things I should do. But I'm not going to communicate perfectly this day forward. I'm gonna mess up. I'm not gonna say the right thing. And so, more than that, as, as much as I'm going to try to communicate better and learn and grow as a person, I think I need some grace. And maybe you do as well. If there's something that you're really wrestling with and it's really eating you up, just know that you don't have to be perfect this day forward just because you messed up. We're going to grow, we're going to change, and hopefully we're going to get better at the thing we're messing up as, you know, but we're also human at the end of the day. This afternoon, we've been talking about social media and some of the dangers that exist in it. And don't get me wrong, social media can be used for all sorts of great things. Oh, yeah. But I think we're all starting to become more aware of the dangers mm. as well. True. And you hear this word thrown around, algorithms, and maybe it's <laughs> kind of confusing. We don't really know what it means. It's basically just a computer program that's meant to feed you content that keeps you interested. Yeah. Keeps you using the thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Stay on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or mm. keep listening to these songs on Spotify or whatever the case may be. Right. The problem is algorithms don't really care about the truth. Mm. They care about maximizing influence over your decisions Ooh. and capturing your attention. 
So Steve Bateman has a few suggestions for how to navigate this kind of new digital world. Uh-huh. Number one, we got to appeal to scripture as the ultimate truth, not what we see on social media. Right. Number two, we have to resolve to be discerning because we're not born with discernment. It's yeah. something we have to develop. So we have to develop this skill of being able to weed out the disinformation and find mm-hmm. the truth mm-hmm. online. And then third, and I thought this was a point that was really interesting because I think those first two, we kind of might nod and go, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. This one I hadn't really thought of. Practice humility in applying truth. Oh. Okay. The world doesn't need more Bible quoting, critical thinking, algorithm analyzing, fact checking <laughs> jerks. Oh, right? true. So even if we become really proficient in discerning truth, mm. we still mess up if we don't skillfully apply that skill. Mm. To the people around us, yeah. right? Just because we can tell what the truth is, doesn't mean that we won't wield it as a weapon to bludgeon others, Ooh, right? Yeah. Jesus told his disciples, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be as wise as serpents, yes, but also be as innocent as doves, mm. right? Wow. And I love this that Steve says, he says, doves don't have to be the smartest bird in the room. <laughs> they aren't given to hot takes and hasty conclusions. <laughs> they have enough self-awareness to know when they're in over their heads mm. and when to fly away from a profitless controversy. They don't feel the need to be an expert on everything or correct everyone's error, but rather before they refute someone's argument, they work to understand it. Mm. So it's the fall season, and with that, there's going to be a lot of people coming over to your house. And Southern Living has this article talking about what to clean in your home before guests arrive. First on the list is the entryway. They said the entryway is part of your home that the guests will experience when they first walk in. So it's important to make a good impression, give them a warm welcome. They said besides decluttering the area, um, basically get some uh, cleaner and freshen up your glass windows and get a good scent going, like from a diffuser. They said two, your floors. Your floors are another essential place to clean before guests arrive. As experts say that floors collect the most dust, hair, and dirt in your home. It's the most noticeable. And they said, take the trash out because not only is it important to take the trash out, but they said that your trash can itself may also be in a good need of cleaning. So even clean your trash can. Or you can do like my wife does now and my mom did my entire life. Go ahead and just clean your entire home and to the point where it looks like no one lives there. I'm talking like dust your roof tiles because you know they're going to be inspecting that, right? Your guests are going to ask you whether or not you've done all your laundry before they came over, right? (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.